Thanks for being with us on Community Matters right here, Saturdays, after the 8 o'clock news on WBCK and whenever you want at BattleCreekPodcast.com. Our final check-in of the year with the Calhoun County Board of Commissioners and Vice Chair Steve Frisbee. Hello, Steve. Hello, Richard. Well, welcome back. So it yep. was uh, in December, some uh, relatively important business related to budgets and things, but otherwise uh, just getting it finished and wrapped up for the year, I would say. True? Yeah, wrap it up and put a bow on it. And, you know, it's those year-end budget adjustments that you, um, <clears throat> where you have some deficit spending in one area and hadn't uh, spent as much as you anticipated in others and you're moving money around. So it's just that clean up the budget to make sure that we are at a balanced budget and um, revenues match expenditures. And um, Megan Banning does a great job of eyeing that on a, on a daily basis and keeping us in track. And those are the recommendations she made uh, that we be on how to balance the budget. So no new dollars pulled out of you know savings, but um, dollars just moved around within the budget to make sure it was balanced. Yeah, other than our own, say, personal uh, accounts, and when you're moving money around within the budget, in a municipal budget like this, it takes some formal action, doesn't it? Yeah, is the fiduciary agents, that, and that's the primary role of the county commission uh, individually to make sure that we are fiduciarily responsible. Uh, so when there's big movement of more than say $20,000, um, we have to approve that and make sure that uh, everyone knows about it. This is not unusual, right? Sometimes uh, the way things shake out is not exactly as anticipated, but it's not a significant yeah. issue. It's just moving. Yeah, it, it could be something as much as, hey, we got a bigger savings in a purchase than we anticipated. Uh, so there's dollars here that we can use to, to fund that the offset where it's short over there. It's simple little things like that. It, it's not trying to hide dollars or manufacture new spending. It's simply moving them around in the right pot, making sure those beans are in the right piles. Okay. And so uh, that was a done deal in earlier December, December 7th. There was a, a public hearing, right? Uh, related to the budgets. And so that's a, probably an opportunity to just remind folks they can come and talk about those things if they want to, right? Absolutely. And um, we have a pub, we had actually three public hearings, I believe, that night because we had to close out two grants as well, and they required mm -hmm. public hearings. So there were people that spoke in all of those. They get to give their input and we get to listen to that. So it's um, it's it's always um, is a fun night when folks want to comment. There's a few folks that show up all the time to comment, and there's a few folks that show up only when they're interested in the issue. So we'd like to hear if they have an interest in the issue and what it is. And when we say close out grants, that means grant money that was received has been used, and there's some reporting involved in in how you use those, but it's it's sort of the formal, yep, we use that money kind of a deal. Yep, it's just a, it's a really an audit of what you've done with the with the funds, and did you use them as intended? Uh, um, did you have any leftover dollars, anything like that? So, um, it it is a formality, but it's a report back to the. In this case, in both cases, it was the state of Michigan, so we have to report back on how we did with the grant. Okay, maybe I made it sound a little less formal <laughs> than intended. You use the word audit, which always makes us 
snap uh, to attention, doesn't it? But that really is part of the yeah, process. And, and, <laughs> and that might be a bad word as well, but it's somewhere in between there. I mean, you do have to report back. How did you spend yeah. the dollars and account for them? So I, I, uh, it's, it's, it's more formal than informal. I'll say it that way. Well, uh, and this is also an interesting thing to point out, uh, being, uh, just, uh, a stone's throw here from new year's Eve and, and, uh, you know, over the holidays and partying and things on December 7th, you did read a proclamation for the 2023 holiday season, national enforcement mobilization campaign, easier put drive sober or get pulled over. So commissioners stood up and said, Hey, listen, uh, we're behind this. That's an annual thing we do, and um, we're glad we do that, just to remind people. You know, sometimes folks will imbibe in these times where they're not normal uh, for them or they're overindulge, and they find themselves behind the wheel, and that's not where we want them. We want mm-hmm. them to understand, you know, to drive safe, and if you're going to drink and drive, if you're going to drink, you shouldn't drive and you should have a plan. Just a reminder to be safe and have a backup plan and a designated driver if appropriate. You know, I think that campaign that you see, am I okay to drive, you know, those those billboards, I think that's a marvelous way to point out that if you have to ask yourself that, you're probably not. Absolutely. And this, of course, yeah. And this, of course, uh, helps to underscore that there is enforcement going on. And we would hope that folks would be safe and plan ahead every night. But certainly with uh, the New Year's Eve celebrating that goes on. And you raise a, a good point about some folks celebrate more than usual on uh on perhaps yeah. that particular night and and it affects us faster and and maybe more fervently than it might if uh if that were not the case so it's an important point yeah. and uh the board is behind that and i presume that uh when you do these kinds of things so the sheriff for example and his department stand up and and say yep we're we're uh, we're enforcing that yeah the, and you know the state police the sheriff everybody they want you to be safe. They don't want to have to take action. So um, they don't want to respond to you car in a car crash because you've been drinking and driving. And as a paramedic, I don't want to be there either. So yeah, we want you to get home. We want you to enjoy your family and, you know, have a great holiday season, including a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. You mentioned paramedics. Uh, let me just ask you from the perspective of your, your professional purview on uh, like New Year's Eve, for example, do you add personnel on that night or is it an average night staffing wise how do you look at that it's somewhat of an average night we will see a spike of call volume sometimes you know once the the parties start to die down especially on new year's eve christmas isn't a huge busy time for us so we don't add much staff on new year's we may have a if we have the opportunity to be full staff we'll make sure that we put people in on overtime that want to work Okay, good to know. Well, here we are. It is the end of the year, and and, uh, as you look back, Steve, uh, there are things that stand out as uh, you look back at 2023 and say, yep, uh, that was cool or that was challenging. What what comes to mind? There was a lot of things, and some of it was cool and challenging. Um, The Transportation Authority, uh, you know, was completed, certainly didn't uh, rise up to the, the footprint that Folks maybe thought it might, um, but there's opportunity down the road. So we've laid the groundwork. If if that's something that is going to be expanded, it can be expanded. 
So that was a big challenge because we had to overcome some misinformation, uh, misunderstandings about uh, what was going on with that authority. But, you know, we stayed with it and good leadership of Kelly and administration and uh, the city and their administration to overcome some of that. So I think that was probably our biggest accomplishment for the year. And, you know, we we continue to just plug along at the county and we get along and we may not always agree and but we agree to disagree and just move along when we don't agree and it's not a big fight. So I, I always uh, enjoy that, that the, even if there's a partisanship going on, that it's at a level that's respectful and uh, cordial and we just move along. It's nice when that happens uh, and you're able to work together and not uh, let it cloud over the uh, the proceedings. And, and it could go either way, couldn't it? I, I remember, so I've been in Southwest Michigan 26 years now. Much of that was covering county board in, in Kalamazoo County way early on in that stretch. And it was like Calhoun is now. It was a very uh, agreeable and, and good working body, but that hasn't been the case in more recent years next door. And so things or can in change. Other places. Or in other places. Yeah, That's mean, right. You look around the county, Ottawa County has been in just a bunch of upheaval. Kalamazoo's had their stretch of it. Most county boards get along pretty well, so it's not hard to do. And we try to keep the politics out of it and just do what's right for the citizens. And when you, you know, we've had this conversation about doing what's right. And that doesn't make it partisan. And um, we're grateful when, you know, new commissioners like Monique French is her first time. Um, Diane Thompson's her first time as a county commissioner. And they blended in really well of learning and seeking their way to, to learn even more about what was going on in the county. So congratulations to them on a, on a first year as a county commissioner and uh, being part of a valuable team. So when you look at 24, uh, what stands out uh, maybe right away in January, what stands out? And then as you look across the year, are there going to be challenges? We assume so, right? Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times it comes back to roads and no different in 24. Um, we just released what we're able to do with our available road funding on local roads. And there's a few projects that got left out because we just don't have enough funding. Um you know, we've got to be able to plow, snow plow. We've got to be able to tree trim. We've got to be able to replace culverts and deberm and and patch potholes and all of that stuff. So we can't just spend wildly on, you know, projects. And we're kind of at the end of the cycle where we bonded big projects in Bedford and Penfield. And we're yeah. in the middle of a project in Emmett. So it takes up a little bit of our operating capital, not a little bit, it takes up a significant amount of it. And, you know, we hear people that are angry about, well, you're paying bonds and you're paying debt. Well, yeah, but that represents roads that have been repaired. So people stepped to the plate and wanted to partner with the with the road department in the county early on in Bedford and Penfield and now Emmett. And Combus is another example. And there's other townships that have been doing it right along. Yes, there, there isn't a place where you arrive at in a budget. There's just not more money to do it. And, um, you know, again, plead to the plead to the state of, you know, you have excess funds. Let's allocate some funds to locals and counties so that we can do more roads. How do you do it? I, I mean, how do municipal entities with cash manage to stow away a bunch of cash for big projects like that? It, it seems not to be the norm. Well, it's it's all about priorities. And, you know, 
you have to manage your assets. It's just like owning a home. Gov- operating government is just like being a homeowner. You have to, you know, stow cash away for that new roof. And if you got leaky windows, you need to replace them. And you know, your furnace might be on the fridge. You might need to replace that. We need to think about that when we're in leadership of how do we maintain what we already have and keep it moving down the road. And in this case, being able to move down the road at the benefit of the citizens. So you can't spend money wildly and go, well, we'll think about how to maintain that later. It's (laughs) when you go to spend money, you got to think about how do we, okay, I just bought this or we just bought this at the county. When do we have to replace it? How do we maintain it along the way? Um, you know, making sure that you have funds to do that. So it's really not different. It's just, you know, being a homeowner on steroids of a, you know, a 50 million plus dollar budget overall that, you know, just making sure that uh, you you account for those things. And that's our job. Maintain infrastructure that's uh, key and it should be provided by government. So is that uh, the number one challenge you see coming or will there be some others that might pull your attention elsewhere in 24? Well, we continue to, you know, see unfunded mandates uh, coming down from the state and sometimes the feds. That's always a concern because you haven't budgeted for those. And suddenly there's a new law and a new uh, requirement and you're, you're scrambling to find funds to do it. So that's always a concern. How do we continue to plow forward in, in improving roads in Calhoun County, especially in the smaller rural townships that don't always have a lot of money to put into that effort in the match system of local roads that is required? So it's always a struggle. So, you know, we may have more dollars actually to put forward to local roads than we approved um, this week mm-hmm. in that program. But it all depends on how much snowfall we have. So. You know, it doesn't look like we're going to get a lot of snowfall here at the end of the year. That saves us dollars because we don't have to hire overtime and spend a a lot of money on salt and plow blades and fuel and all that stuff. So that saves us money that we probably should be able to put move forward in our budget. But then what happens in January, February, March with snow plowing, too? So we want to spend more money on local roads and we will do our best to squeeze every nickel that we can into local roads where people have projects that they want to do uh, local townships and local entities. So we'll keep finding a way to make it happen. Well, for what it's worth, uh, I sent a note to El Nino telling him to keep it up. (laughs) (laughs) You know, everybody, everybody's doing the snow dance for Christmas. I'm like, no, no, don't. Yeah, I was uh, in the room with a friend who's a skier who's terribly disappointed right now, and I can appreciate that. Uh, however, El Nino, do your job. <laughs> That's what yeah, I say. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it'll be uh, back to uh, the routine here shortly, but for now, a little bit of a break for New Year's and uh, then back to the full slate in January of uh, meetings and, of course, the agendas past meetings, live feed, all at the Calhoun County Board of Commissioners website, and that's linked in the show notes for this episode at battlecreekpodcast.com if you want to click through from there. Steve Frisbee, Vice Chair at the Calhoun County Board of Commissioners, thank you for the update here in December, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, and if I could, 
You know, recently my father passed away and I just wanted to thank everybody who's reached out, uh, either text, call or message me uh, with condolences. And it's uh, so heartwarming to receive all those. And I appreciate every one of them. Our condolences as well. And uh, so glad that uh, folks have done that so that you can feel the warmth. I appreciate it. Take care, Steve. Take care. 